0: Chicago Magic Lounge is celebrating its one-year anniversary this February 22nd through 23rd. They've hosted over 100 magicians, held over 450 shows, and entertained over 40,000 people who love the art of illusion. Joining me in the Vocalo studio, co-owner and CEO of the Chicago Magic Lounge, Joey Cranford, and scouting and booking manager and magician, his own self, Mr. Ben Barnes. Let's find out what tricks... The lounge has up its sleeve. Yay! Welcome to welcome. I see what you did there. That was nice. That I was can't good. promise there's not going to be any more magic. <laughs> I cannot promise that, but uh, I do want to talk to you both about your your magical journey. Uh, how old were you when you first fell in love with magic, and what brought you to want to open a club here in Chicago?
1: Uh, well, for me, um, I was the uh, I was at the young age of thirty five
0: really when the
1: magic bug bit me i
0: don't meet a lot i mean not that i meet like a lot of magicians but right. you don't meet late stage late <laughs> in late life magicians. sounds terminal
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm a late stage magician i don't have long in this world
0: type three <laughs> magic it's incurable <laughs> um, what, what, so you're 35 and I you're was 35.
1: already. yeah i've I, I lived a life of theater mm-hmm. um i'd um I'd, i'm a theater major um and uh i i been in the in the allied arts of improvisation and, and other things, and uh, I began juggling at some age, and um, magic kind of came along by accident. Um, it's a it's a story that it, it has its own origin, but it it basically goes back to um, a joke about a magic kit being sold at Walgreens. And uh, we would make, we'd kind of be like, "Oh, it's a two hundred fifty dollars value for twenty nine ninety five. We should get that. It's you know, we'd sell it for pieces out of the trunk of our car, our Kelly style, you know, in front of rock and roll McDonald's." And uh, it's that's the uh,
0: one good R. Kelly story we have left. That's the only one I can say on the radio.
1: Uh, and uh, and so you know, we would joke about it every time we'd go in there. You know, oh, I remember toilet paper, um, toothpaste, and should we? should we get our retirement? I mean, this is great. It's a wholesale. We can get this right now. Sell it for pieces. But uh, uh, in the end, it was uh, my wife and I kind of making this bit and uh, Under the Tree that Christmas was my very own magic set. And so I cried because it was so funny. She had completed the bit. Little did she know that I would become completely enraptured by magic. Um, So much so that I began directing a magic show, meeting all the magicians in the community and taking my, um, my, my, my talents and my... A kind of community sense, a community building sense of uh, productions uh, over to the Magic side and I wanted to get to know the Magic community more. Um, and uh, it led to a production of a show that just happened once a week.
0: And uh, first of all, never let that woman go. She, she oh, look at, she gets you, yeah. she gets <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but, uh, And Ben, how did you come to the club and how did you come to Magic?
2: Uh, I came to Magic, you know, Uh, I really think of it as magic came to me. I was three years old. Uh, Magician was in my preschool. I saw that and instantly knew that was it. And I just kept it up. I kept it up. And when I was about 19, uh, I was figuring out what to do with my life. I was in college and very quickly about to leave. (laughs) And um, I called every magician you could imagine. And, uh, I mean, anyone you could name, I literally called that person on the phone, and they gave me advice. That advice took me to a man who would eventually become my mentor in Magic, and over the course of 25 years, he taught me how to be in that role. Uh, I came into the lounge um, maybe... Uh, officially about a year ago mm-hmm. but I started visiting the lounge at the previous location maybe a year prior to that. I uh, saw the exciting things that they were doing and uh, I had a show of my own that I had been producing for 12 years. I decided it was time to move on and do something else at which time Joey uh, graciously invited me to become a part of the Chicago Magic Lounge community. <laughs> You're
0: listening to Vocalo. I'm Jill Hopkins. Joining me from the Chicago Magic Lounge, Joey Cranford and Ben Barnes. This lounge isn't uh, just a theater. It's, It's an immersive experience. Walk me through when I show up at the front door and I'm confused as hell as to where I am.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We, Whenever we we moved out of our basement uh, rental, we we wanted to take some of the elements that um, that we brought our customers into with a new space. So we Mm -hmm. got to design around a customer experience that we'd already kind of designed. in our previous home. Uh, and one of those was complete misdirection when you walk in. In our original space, it was the Uptown Underground. It's closed now, but it had mm-hmm. a long set of stairs that went down to a basement. And at the customer experience was was kind of a delayed experience. You walk down, you don't know, where are we going? We're mm-hmm. in Uptown. <laughs> this is kind of scary. <laughs> and there's about 30 seconds of mystery. Then you turn the corner and see this expansive place. And we wanted to take that customer experience, that journey that we took the customer on, and, and build it into... Uh, our theater. All of the things that we have done for the Magic Lounge date back to one of the older Magic Bars um, in the city. Uh, it's just a big history project. And one of the old Magic Bars on the south side of Chicago was called Little Bit of Magic. And it had a fake brick wall that you had to tug on a light post in order to move the, the wall in the right way. And we, we said, alright, well if we're going to do uh, a delayed experience, let's go back into history and say, alright, let's build a speakeasy entrance like Little Bit of Magic, mm-hmm. but let's let's make it Let's make it a little bit more fun. And since this is a history project, we looked at the history of the building. It was a former commercial laundry. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, why not? Let's just make a fake laundromat <laughs> in the front of it and uh, and really just throw people for a loop. Uh, So, we wanted to build misdirection into every aspect and just get you thinking about something completely different. So, you walk into this laundromat, you have no idea what's going on, you'll find the entrance, and then uh, once you do, you're in this beautiful two story Art Deco bar, just expansive ceilings. It's like a Wizard of Oz moment. You're in this black and white little laundry, and then you pop into this Gilded Age 1930s throwback bar. It's such a beautiful room. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you did a really Uh, great job. And there's a magician working in that room. There's this library that uh, it's, it's beautifully filled with artifacts facts of Chicago history, magic history, and books, um, uh, actual magic books from 100 years ago or some published just last year. And then if you have a ticket for the show, you get the second experience. We, we call it a double speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, another secret door will reveal itself. And then you go into another huge room that you would have no idea was back there.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it's it's. Like a legit, like, <laughs> freaking huge theater. <laughs> but, but it's still intimate.
1: It's 120 seats. Uh, it's about 16 seats up on a mezzanine level. No bad sight lines. It's, uh, you know, no center aisle. It's this uh, multi-leveled kind of cabaret space. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if the guest experience wants to continue, you can buy the upgraded seats. And it's front row. It's mezzanine and a couple of other uh, premium seats that get a kind of a dessert course in magic where we take them back to our, our third room, the 654 Club, 43 seats, very private, um, intimate, with the magician uh, doing close-up magic.
0: I'm Jill Hopkins. This is Vocalo. I'm speaking to Joey Crawford and Ben Barnes of the Chicago Magic Lounge. Uh, ben, is it, would it be fair to say that there are different genres of magic?
2: Absolutely. Uh, there are different genres, but even within a single genre, there are different styles. You know, for as many different magicians uh, there are, there are different approaches to it. And uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: When you're booking for a club like this, are you looking for. A kind of magic that more than a different kind of magic? What are you hoping to bring to these
2: audiences? Oh, uh, My job, as I see, is to give you a snapshot of how broad magic is. Um, I would say 99% of people who come to the Magic Lounge have never seen magic. Uh, so... Um, in my role as the entertainment director, I want to show you a little bit of each different type of style, uh, different genres of magic. I want to show you that magic is so much more than you probably thought when you first bought your ticket to come in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When uh, when folks are leaving a show at the Magic Lounge, what are you hoping their faces are saying? What are you hoping they're, they're talking to each other about on the way back
2: to the car? Simply about how amazing it was and how awesome magic is. That, that's, that's the goal. I want them to be um, just blown away by it. And one of the great things about the lounge is the audience that come to see our shows aren't magicians. Uh, and we're sold out virtually every night during the weekend. So there's this market for magic and this audience for magic that never knew how much it loved magic. So they come in and they see magic they're exposed to and they go, wow, we love this more than anything, pretty much, and yeah, it's great.
0: When you are running a magic club as someone with a comedy and theater background, what are what's the difference between working with magicians, working with comedians? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to name any names or call anybody out, unless you want to. <laughs>
1: it's it's not that there's a difference, it's that I saw a, a, a kind of a, a need for, for growth. Um, when you get to know this many magicians, you realize that, um, that there was a broken community, that magic is uh, is an art best studied alone uh, with a nose in a book. It's uh, the proper way to do it. Uh, the kids are at least a nose in a YouTube screen. Yeah. But it should be in books and it should be in videos. Um, and you can only get better uh, in that sense if you just keep reading and studying. And so it has a tendency to lean towards a vacuum. Uh, coming out of the comedy world, the improv world, and even stand-up world, you would always see... You know, communities rally around. Uh, even an improv group is full of 11 people, but the in, the other students are studying, or the other performers would always fill up the clubs near the back of the bar. And same thing with stand ups. You go to any stand up club, and you'll just see all the stand ups at the back of the room, mm-hmm. just kind of uh, supporting. And then they'll they'll see that they'll have a mentor in the audience. They'll come over and say, "What did you think?" You know, he's like, "You got it, kid. You know, <laughs> great job. We're gonna move up." You know. And so when I started this, I I wanted to map my experience of the comedy world over the world of the magicians uh, so that we could introduce a community aspect to them. Um, and, and seeing that grow has been one of the most rewarding things to to now go into the lounge and see that there's about 10 magicians hanging out somewhere at any given moment not just the 10 that are working on a Saturday mm-hmm. night but you know th- there are people there that are just watching magic talking magic and uh, and even after we close they're at the bar hanging out and, uh, and that's just a neat thing to see people sharing ideas sharing each other's books sharing each other's references sharing each other's uh, secrets um, and it's and it's something that that wasn't around that, um, that I'm hoping uh sticks around and, and continues to grow with the community.
0: You're listening to Vocalo. I'm Jill Hopkins. The Chicago Magic Lounge is celebrating their one year anniversary, and to talk about it. Joey Crawford and Ben Barnes. This anniversary celebration is, is I imagine, like Lollapalooza for magicians. This, <laughs> well, this. we,
1: we um, we're suckers for anniversaries. So, <laughs> you know, we started this project in 2015, um, and that was February 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, February uh, 19th is when we opened to the public for for our, you know, soft opening. February 21st was our grand opening. Um, June 7th, uh, we actually put on the map as Magic Day in Cook County, um, which is just really cool. We made a day uh, in Cook County to celebrate Magic's return to the Chicago nightlife landscape uh, by um, petitioning Cook County to give us a day, and that's the day we broke ground on the project. So that's our real party, um, because we want Cook County to eventually uh, learn that it has a day for Magic, and it's about what Chicago's done for the magical arts that most people don't know about.
0: Let's talk about the celebration. Three days, 21st, 22nd, 23rd Mm -hmm. at the Lounge. It must have been difficult to kind of parse through everybody that you've seen, everybody that's come to the club and pick just a few to celebrate uh, and to bring to the stage. How did you, what was that process like?
2: Um, Easier than you think. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, For me it was. Uh, When we had our opening a year ago, we had an international cast of magicians, many of the most famous magicians currently practicing, and the idea was is we wanted to put on a show for the local community that had been supporting the lounge up to that point. Uh, so the uh, anniversary celebration that you're gonna experience is mirrors that to some degree we have performers from all over the world. Uh, as a matter of fact, two of our performers come from overseas, Argentina and Sweden, and the other is from LA, uh, they're three of the most exciting performers currently working today. The One of the great things about
0: Magic uh, is that it is uh, an international, universal language. Oh, yeah. And uh, I wonder, uh, on your trip, you're taking a trip uh, overseas here in just a few days, what a European audience... And an American audience, how how their reactions to things differ? Because I have seen videos on YouTube of uh, you know street magic and people taking off, running clear down the, <laughs> clear down the block. I wonder if in Paris people will run clear down the Rue. Is that something that you're hoping happens, or is there well, a difference in how how folks react?
1: Well, uh, as far as reactions. Um I think it is a universal reaction. If you're in a theater, people don't typically get out of the seat and run away, Uh, but if they're in the street, the tendency (laughs) is to run away. Um, Speaking to the universal aspect, um, I was in Paris a few years ago, and uh, my wife and I went to watch a show. David Stone, well-known magician. He spoke only French uh, in this little cafe. Um, Funny enough, they had close-up magic at the tables, uh, which is Chicago-style magic, before going down into the uh, actual performance room. So it was kind of neat to see Chicago-style magic with that kind of breadth of uh, of experience. And so we went down, and uh, we had a great time. We were laughing at all the right spots. We understood the comedy. We understood what was happening. And and we don't speak that much. We can order wine in France, but (laughs) we can't speak the language, you know, just in communication much less understand a magic premise but when we were there and we watched it it, it has this universal appeal we're going uh, tonight we're actually flying to Munich and we have uh, on the books to see a, a show in Germany uh, we don't speak German and, but we're going to watch it and I know we'll have a great time because that's what magic does you know
0: well, once again, my sincerest congratulations, and here's to many more years of magic. Let me get the info out to the people. You can go to ChicagoMagicLounge.com for not just information on the the anniversary celebration, but uh, for information on what they do all year round. The anniversary celebration starts this February 21st and runs through the 23rd, and uh, you know what? Just thanks for keeping it magical in Chicago. We we need all the, the wonder that we can get, because real life It doesn't seem that magic all the time. (laughs) Thank you both so much, yay! Thank Thank you.